Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode of Conversations on Dance is brought to you by Dance Teacher Web Conference and Expo. From innovative movement classes to inspiring seminars, Dance Teacher Web 2022 has more than 140 sessions on an extensive range of dance and business and personal development topics. So whether you are a new teacher, a professional dancer looking to transition into teaching someday, a seasoned studio owner or a school administrator, you can customize a program to meet your professional needs. This conference, catered specifically to dance teachers of all styles, includes business building seminars, marketing trends, and unique studio retention ideas, teacher certification training programs with UNLV, world-class expo hall with 80-plus exhibitors, networking with dance celebrities, and so much more. Register now for the Dance Teacher Web Conference and Expo. August 4th through 7th, 2022 in Las Vegas and go into your classes next year loaded with new class content for all levels and ignite your creative flame with ideas for new choreography and music. We are happy to offer our listeners a special code for $50 off your conference registration when you use code COD50 at checkout. But hurry, this special offer ends May 4th, 2022. Visit danceteachersummerexpo.com for information and to register now or click the link in the description of this episode. Remember, use code COD50 at checkout for $50 off your conference registration. Looking great, whether on stage or off, is important. Menagee Advanced Men's Skin Care is a line of professional skincare products formulated to keep your skin healthy and performance ready. Trusted by professionals who need to maintain healthy skin, Menagee is a must-have for those whose appearance matters. Go to www.menskincare.com, that's menskincare with one S, and use code COD30 to receive 30% savings on all individual products. Your skin will thank you. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Sean Breeden, and you're listening to Conversations on Dance. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Mikey. How are you? <laughs> I'm well. 
we haven't done one that's just you and I in a while. And what's cool about this one is knowing that once we hang up, the next time I see you is going to be in person. Oh my God. I can't wait. I'm so excited. We're going to we Miami this weekend. Bale, and yeah. So we're going to go see our, our home company in Jules. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a while. We haven't seen Valley together since Vale. Mm-hmm. So obviously one of our favorite things to do. Um, but it'll be nice to just be back in Miami. Um, I know. You know, first time since pandemic. So it's in ages. For, okay. For but me. Michael, I was also thinking that the last time that I was there was when you were there too, when you were setting rodeo. Oh, wow. So it's been I over think. two years. Yeah. Over two yeah. years. February, 2020 was when I was there. I can't, I'm, I bet everything is so different. Like we'll be, both be staying on the beach and, and my, on Miami beach. And I just feel like so much is going to look different. Like even just like looking up, because of course, you know, me, me and my husband were taking those restaurant reservations, <laughs> mm-hmm. making eating plans. And just so many things have changed. There's so many new places and different stuff and it's going to be fun. But, you know, as someone who always has a foot and a half in the past, <laughs> I'm going to still be going to our old standbys. Of course. Yeah. I, I, I don't feel like being too adventurous this time. I want to, I want to really soak up those old, our old haunts. Oh no. I mean, that's the reservations we made was like our old stuff. Yeah. I was like, where's, where are the old things? Give me that Lucali yeah. pizza. That's what I'm looking yeah. for. Oof. Even like, though I lived we... a block away from the original Lucali and never went when I was in Brooklyn. But don't you have to but... wait so long in line? Yeah. It's yeah. up to three hours. Yeah. I always, it always makes me think of um, when Justin Peck would come um, to Miami, he would always say like he had to go to Lucali because he's like, you just can't get to it in New York. You have to go to Miami right. in order to easily get in to get your Lucali pizza. <laughs> Yeah, I think Evelyn and I went by one time and it was a three hour wait. And we're like, no, thank you. I can't believe people do that. That's wild. Is it even like, is there a good place to even wait? It's just on the street, right? No, I mean, I guess you could, I don't know. I guess you could go to bar. Anyway, we're going to Lucali in Miami and there is no wait there. And it's just as delicious. We'll probably wait, but that's all right. We'll get to see our friends. We're going to get to see so many of our friends dance in Truly one of the best ballets of all time. Um, Jules is exceptional. I went, Michael, to see them and we texted about this in uh, West Palm Beach, which was already like a month ago. Like their schedule was a little separate this time. Normally they kind of do each weekend in different locations back to back. And, um, you know, just Ruby's perfect ballet. It's yeah. just the choreography, the music. It's just perfect. Uh, the last time yeah. we got to do that was in Vail, 2009. We didn't get to do that ballet enough. It's just, it's such a perfect ballet to dance. I remember one time, I feel like it was like a few years ago, I was just listening to the music and it was just wild to me how like I could just play the whole ballet, even the principal parts, which of course I never learned or danced. Like it's so exquisitely musical that it's literally unforgettable. Like I I was just like, I could dance this right now. I was going to say that too, because actually like if someone were to tell me like, pull a Ruby's moment, right now like think of a moment like I I can't necessarily but like as I was watching it with the music on the obviously playing like the beautiful orchestra and just like watching I was like I know every step even the principles like could I do you know do each intricacy no but it's like I know the moments and the big hits and like it's just I think I like I was like moving in my seat a lot I had to keep keep like stopping I was like people behind me are probably like this is so annoying but it's just so oh it's yeah Mm -hmm. I didn't feel that way in, so, in emeralds. I wasn't moving around in emeralds as much. But oh, but emeralds sometimes emeralds. is sometimes emeralds my fa- is my favorite of the three. It's the it's the most unique 
in the Balanchine. It like certainly is. of the like of those ballets, no other ballet. Emeralds doesn't look like any other Balanchine ballet. I don't think. Not that the Fair. other ones look like, but like the comparisons are harder to draw. I, I can't think mm-hmm. of a ballet where I'm like, oh, Balanchine like did notes of emeralds in this other thing. You know, that's true. Because of course, diamonds. There's like a, you know, symphony and theme, C feel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a few of those bigger, bigger feels to it. Um, I wasn't able to see um, diamonds because I had to go and socialize, but I'm going to see see it with you. (laughs) We will see it this weekend and we will delve into um, further discussion on that, on these performances in a future pod. We want to catch up on some of the things we've been seeing. Um, I've been been seeing a lot of cool stuff that we've been talking about on the pod. So I'm right. It's it's been pretty exciting that we have these great conversations with artists like Carol Armitage and the whole Ramaswamy family about Ragamala. Um, and then I get to go see these performances and I love, yeah. So we're going to have a a, a little, um, you know, we're going to dive into that, Mm -hmm. uh, in a future episode, but for now we're going to talk about our listener survey that sure. uh, we put out a, a little while ago and we got a lot of really helpful responses. We want to thank everyone that that wrote in because um, this is just, it's all really helpful for us in numerous ways, you know, and obviously yeah. in the way we put out content and um, the information we can give out to sponsors who help keep us alive. So, you know, we really thank everyone that participated. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Before we go into that, let's what? talk about our sponsors since you just brought it up. That was a great transition. Yes. <laughs> we have um, a couple um, sponsors this month that we wanted to just give a quick shout out to. First of all is um, the Dance Teacher Web Conference and Expo, which is happening August 4th through 7th in Las Vegas. Um, friend of the pod and friend of ours, James Whiteside, often goes and hangs out there and teaches some classes. Sounds like a really great resource for teachers who are looking for and studio owners and you know potential people who want to become teachers um, to kind of get some of these tips and tricks and um, get some new content for their classes and really just like a nice refresher. It sounds spectacular. I'm always looking for ways to um, get a a little inspiration for my teaching. And I, I if we weren't, um, you know, committed to the Veil Dance Festival, which is happening at the same time, I would be super interested in doing that. I think uh, it's just so nice, even, even like a little, hit of that can keep you going for like a whole month, you know, like keep, get, re, you need that refresher. Like sometimes I just feel my class is getting so stale right. and like relying on, you know, your own like Rolodex greatest hits. So totally. I, if I could, I would be participating in the dance teacher web conference yeah. expo because I think it, it's a really great resource. Yeah. And so our listeners can participate in it and um, we have a special code for you guys. Uh, to get $50 off your conference registration. Uh, Use the code COD50 at checkout. Uh, Their website is danceteachersummerexpo.com. The link will be in the description of this episode. So be sure to click over and check it out. There's a ton of information um, online about it. They just released um, their schedule. So be sure to check it out. And we have another new sponsor on board, Mikey, that you're going to tell us about. Yes, uh, Menagy Skincare has just come on board the COD train. Yeah, and um, what's cool is they sent me a, a package to try some of the products, and I'm really loving what I've used so far. I mean, I think it's great um, to have a skincare line uh, geared towards men because it's uh, 
I don't know. I think men can tend to, I mean, I'm just speaking from my personal experience. I don't need to drag the whole gender down with me, but you know, <laughs> it's like <clears throat> you do your performance and uh, yeah, because it, it is, it's also geared towards artists. Um, you know, you do your performance and then like you're exhausted. And the last thing you want to do is like, think about your skincare regime, <laughs> but it's the first thing you should be thinking about because you're just like abusing your face all day, slapping on the makeup and then rubbing that wipe in your face <laughs> totally so so yeah i mean i'm just looking through here so it's like we've got power hydrator plus Ooh. and it's a, it's a uh tinted moisturizer with spf it's just gonna keep my fresh face looking healthy and natural we love that and young as i, as I i'm officially halfway through my 30s so we have to think about these things rebecca but also i really like the concealer it's like yeah. i know that you know, like, I don't know, maybe I would go out in the world like that. I actually used it for my Mary Poppins performance as Mr. Banks. If anyone awesome. follows my personal account, <laughs> they may have seen me sporting a mustache um, for the role of Mr. Banks, which I had a fun time doing. Uh, yeah, but like, I, I'm really into these products and I will definitely keep exploring. They, they really spoiled me here. I've got like, it's the whole shebang. So yeah. yeah. And I mean, especially as I'm, as I'm looking to come down to Miami this weekend and that sun is just going to, SPF. you know? Yeah. That's right. So we're, we're really happy to have Menagee, um as a conversation on dance sponsor. Yeah. And if you want to buy their products, you can uh, find it at men's skincare. That's one S men's skincare.com. And you can use code COD 30 to receive 30% savings on all individual products. And, you know, one of the, there's a few ways that you can support the podcast. If you like to, a lot of you filled out survey responses, which is awesome. And that was a huge, um, support for us. Cause then of course it does help us, um, know our listeners better so we can tell our sponsors who, who you guys are. Um, but also, you know, by supporting our sponsors, if you're interested, it's always, um, helpful for us. And you can also rate and review and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. That also helps us a lot. Um, and if you want to rate us, you actually don't even have to leave a review. I mean, we would love to hear from you. You can always leave a review, but you can also just pop in, drop five stars. I mean, you can drop less stars, but we hope you're not going to do that if you're, <laughs> <laughs> if you're dropping less stars, then don't bother. <laughs> but that really does help us too, because it, um, <clears throat> Again, when we talk with sponsors, it helps us to show everybody what um, you guys are thinking about the pod. So that's fantastic. And also, I just think, you know, we don't always do this, but if anybody out there does want to support the podcast, has a business, wants to become a sponsor, shoot us an email. We're always, we can share, you know, our demographics, our information, our analytics. Um, and or just, you know, shoot us a check. You know, it's been done in the past. We have, it has been done. We have beautiful so listeners who've done we've, that. We've had a, a couple of like just individual um, dance lovers, supporters, just yeah. send us a little something to support the podcast, which I think is so great so nice. because, um, you know, obviously they're appreciating that we're providing a free product, which as we always say is important to us because uh, everyone should have access to the podcast. I mean, it should have access to the artists that we have on the show. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, Super it'll, important. it'll always be free. Yeah. Um, but we, we obviously appreciate the support 
anywhere yeah. we can get it. So that's actually a great transition to our listener survey because there was someone who left us a note that said that they live in the Midwest and they don't often get to see a lot of performances. And so they actually, that was like something they mentioned was they love the podcast for that reason because it helps them uh, feel connected. And so that was nice. We really, you know what? Last time we did this, it's been, it was like uh, end of 2019, very early 2020, maybe. Yeah. And it's been more than two years. Yeah. And I think we got like a half and half. We love you. We don't love you. And this time was like all, like everyone was so nice. Like, <laughs> Not half and half. It was kind of a little, <laughs> or that's how I felt. I don't know. This time, like, even if someone left us like constructive criticism, they still said it like very nicely. It was like, we still love, like, we love your pod. And I just think that's not something you get on the internet anymore. Like people are just, right. can be so nasty and no one's well, nasty. I mean, when you're so. hiding behind the anonymity of the internet, you can just say whatever you want. Right. But um, yeah, not you know, it's words. like, um, you know, uh, I love that our audience is as varied as it is. And it's kind of funny because you, we can just go through and see it's, um, you know, sometimes even as the responses came in, it would be literally back to back opposite requests, but you know, we don't totally. mind if, if you need to cherry pick an episode here or there, yeah. <laughs> you know, we like, uh, some people said, well, more balancing. We love the balancing episode. Some people said it was too much. Um, some say, that it's too many dancers or that they want more current dancers. Yeah. Um, hearing more from retired dancers or not. It's just, it's kind of all over the map. Um, one thing that was pretty consistent and it's something that we can hopefully work on is acquiring more international guests. Mm -hmm. um, it's not, it's certainly something that we are interested in and will make more of an effort to do. Um, it's also just, as we've said in the past, like, um, for us, we need a, a connection at points too. I mean, we yeah. do cold email sometimes, mm -hmm. um, but I will actually be going to Europe in two weeks to cast a ballet that I'll be staging at a very prominent European company. I'm super excited. I don't think I can really say yet. Like, Although, I don't know. Play? I don't know. I don't I haven't signed a contract, so maybe I shouldn't say. Well, you're but just going I, for the uh, preliminary like initial look casting process and right. then we can probably talk about it later yeah but you know hopefully i mean i would love to have like this it's an incredible institution and i would love to have people from this we already company. have our eye on a few um, of people right yeah so and see, that's yeah the thing, so hopefully I think, we'll be broadening that that's the thing i think is like um i feel like we do we feel like we put out a really good product when <laughs> I don't know, it feels more comfortable when we're talking about something we know, because we feel like we can really delve into things in a interesting way because we kind of like know where to steer the conversation. And so I, th and then, but we are, have had these really great opportunities, especially recently to look at these different art, different dance forms that we don't know about. And then it just makes us a little more uncomfortable because we're just like, Oh, we don't know what to ask. But then we just find that we're like, we just want to learn and learn more about it. So I think right. that um, sometimes we tend to just be like in our comfort zone, but we're trying to push ourselves out of that. And then, and not to say that international dancers aren't our comfort zone. It's just not necessarily on our radar in the way that it needs to be. And so it's actually like already we've started like following more people on Instagram, like been looking for different things. Um, we already have definitely at least one that was requested that we will be getting this summer for sure. Right. Um, who's an international dancer. Right. Yeah. I, I, I definitely, I feel like we've gotten more comfortable with um, that type of interview that you're talking about where it's like, 
now I really enjoy both facets of it where like I love having someone like a Colleen Neary or Jean-Pierre Ferrolic on because that's like, or Cynthia Harvey, you know, like that's the kind of thing we grew up with. And we're like, are we're curious in a way of like, I feel like like the 10 year old us is like geeking out and we're, we're just so um, eager to hear from, you know, the, the person themselves about that, what that experience was like. But then like, I just loved, um, our Ragamala episode. So like much. I love all three of them so much. And then getting to see Ash Winnie perform after it was just like, I, that, it, it's a whole different, um, component of what this podcast offers yep. us as hosts. So yeah. I, I'm really loving now that, that we have more of that balance and that we feel more comfortable in that, that type of interview. Yeah, totally. And of course, like it's just us in our minds. Like no one's ever like, I can't believe you don't know about this. You know, it's like it's like our own thing that we don't want to like ask a silly question or something. Um, but I just like, yeah, I just feel like it it feels enriching to me. And so I hope also to the audience to do that. And so it's been really, really interesting to have those kind of places approach us. And then again, like Ragamala was has been on our radar for a while. Like we knew of them. We know so many people who love them. So it's like, oh, let's hear about it, you know? And you know, one thing Michael, I was kind of thinking was like, I kind of do you see ourselves like a little bit as like artistic directors of this podcast? Like we're cultivating an artistic experience, right? Sure. Like yeah. we are kind of like like we're gonna cover the things that to us like not only are interesting, but like that we know is good dance. Because right. it's either like presented by presenters that we know have great like works in process at the Guggenheim. Like they always have such interesting stuff. So if they approach us with right. something like a podcast that's coming out next week, I think, um, mm-hmm. we'll get to hear about something that like wouldn't have been on our radar if like we hadn't talked to them about it, you know? So it's like, there's a lot of, um, like, we're not co- going to cover just anything. Like we get like 20 press releases a day, wouldn't you say? Right. Yeah, yeah, we get we we do get a lot. We get a ton. Yeah, but that's it's it's exciting. I mean, it's, yeah, um, it's nice to have the interest. Certainly, yeah. Um, I think we could maybe go through. You know, a lot of people, you know, made individual requests, which I think are super valuable to us. But um, some of them are people that we've already interviewed, and maybe they are episodes that are so far back we would not be not you know, you wouldn't easily access. So we just wanted to kind of like do a rundown of some people that you may not have um, heard from, but that are actually a part of the pod already. Mm -hmm. It's funny to look back at these numbers now because we, what episode are we on? Um, Like 281, I feel. But the thing is, is we also did some bonus episodes. At one point we used to do bonus episodes and not number them and now i just always number them so it's different yeah right. 281 so was, more, this will be 282 wow okay so th- then it makes sense that a lot a lot of these artists are not even you know they're early episodes so yeah sarah Mearns was re- requested but we have three episodes with sarah and they're episode 24 76 and 92 Mm-hmm. Uh, Misty Copeland has been requested um in episode and sh- we talked to her in episode 32 Oh, we just love, love, love talking to her. We would love to get her back on another time. We've we've tried in a few instances and it hasn't um, worked out. Maybe someday she'll come back on. Um, but she's a she's a busy lady, you know. So um, yeah, it is definitely a, it's a hard get. Yeah, she's a hard uh, get for sure. Even though we, they're always so generous to um, her agents, very generous to help try to connect her um, us with her. But it doesn't always work out because she's busy, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Annabelle Lopez Ochoa was, uh, she was featured in episodes 90 and 147. It's so funny because like, 
Go ahead. No, I was gonna say they're both live episodes with her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's just like I, I see that number one forty seven. I'm like, okay, that's a while ago, but I feel like that episode feels like we just did it. I don't know. Because that was that was pre-COVID veil. So there was pre-COVID veil, but must have been one forty seven. I think, well, I don't know which actually I have to look. Let me see. We didn't talk um, to her last time. So in in Vale 2021, we didn't see her. And then 2020 was obviously not a year. It right. just for anyone, just not a year. <laughs> just and not then a year. 29, so we haven't spoken to her since 2019, but it's just right. It was crazy. 2019, 147. We talked with her um in Vale about her ballet, The Little Prince. And then number 90, episode 90 was in 2018 from San Francisco Ballet. And we did right. a live um, pre-performance talk in front of the curtain with her. And so that was when we really, I think, because the one in Vail, we had um, a dancer from Ballet X with her, Roderick Pfeiffer. And then in the one from San Francisco Ballet, she's by herself. So we really delve into her career. Um, she's so fantastic. Another one, always yeah. busy lady, but so wonderful. Uh, I really went, I wanted to see her ballet for Ballet Hispanico. Obviously, we love oh, Ballet Hispanico. Yes. It just, it was, uh, I'm, yeah, it's a real regret I have that I, I missed the whole City Center Dance Festival because of work. So I missed everyone. Ballet Hispanico, DTH. Ooh, and I can't wait. We're, we're, t- we're already in talks with some DTH people. Don't want to say who in case it doesn't work out. But the, yeah. those dancers, I just love their social media feed because oh, it's just God. like, they're just Amazing. it's it's like an embarrassment of riches these girls uh <laughs> that they keep showing from women that they keep showing in corsair i'm just like i could watch this all day i know they're so talented we always um we have like a instagram dm back and forth and we're like what about this person and like D- dth is always ending up in our feed or in our like dms together because it's yeah. just like gorgeous 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 and it's it's so exciting to see like i mean i don't know if you saw all all the people that came to their gala like i just feel like the company is reasserting itself as this like incredible institution after so many years of struggle um it just feels like they're kind of getting back where they belong you know so So i think that's a a beautiful thing uh we were talking about san francisco ballet with annabelle but we also had arthur pita on during the san francisco ballet unbound festival and that was someone who was requested as well mm-hmm. so that's episode 114 we love arthur he's so charming mm-hmm. and fun i'd love yeah. to have him back on yeah um and then another one that came up was doug fullington who we have had on the pod but dang it's been a long time 20 episode Ooh. 23 and 33 i keep thinking all the time that we have to have doug on and this is um, another thing that we saw a lot, like the, like of the two things, I think Michael, that we learned from the survey, one was more international dancers. And the other one was people were saying they love the dance history episodes, which is so, so fun to hear. Um, mm-hmm. we love them too. Um, and so he's, we're putting him back on that list. Cause we got to pop in with Doug, see what's going on with him, see what we can talk about. I know there's one project in particular that we know of that's probably not been announced yet with another friend of the pod that we could definitely cover at some point, but <clears throat> I think that we need to have him back. Yeah, for sure. We, we love dance history too. We're nerds. We, yeah. we love those episodes. <laughs> um, and we do so have one get- coming up. I just want to tease because we yeah. saw in May about Stravinsky oh, yeah. and Balanchine. <laughs> we already forgot. Yeah. We have a lot of things already. Yeah. But um, so we'll tease that. It's a Balanchine and Stravinsky pod that we're going to do. We're going to talk about the history of the dance and history of the music with a guest. Right. That I can't wait to have back on. In, um, in conjunction with the New York City Ballet um, Stravinsky Festival, which is sort of a commemoration of the 
It's the 50th anniversary of the original, the first rather, I should say, Stravinsky Festival in 1972, which of course mm-hmm. produced all these incredible Balanchine masterworks, Stravinsky, Violin Concerto, Symphony in Three Movements, Duo Concertant, um, just like such a, a an insane, it was one week yeah. uh, of, of all premieres, I think, and it was 22 ballets. It's just such a, it's like, to me, it's like if I could see any, if I could have been around for any dance event in history, that's what I think it would be. Totally. Oh my gosh, for sure. And so it'll be really cool to go through all of that um, with our guests. And that's, and what's fun about that is that that episode we hadn't thought about until we got this survey and people were looking for dance history. And then we were kind of brainstorming on things and we're like, Oh, that would be great. So I think that's definitely um, on our radar now, which is fun because, you know, sometimes also Michael, I feel like we, we love episodes and we nerd out on them. And then we get nervous that we're like, this is too technical for people, but then we find that our, our listeners just love it. They love the the deep, deep dives. That's definitely feedback we got. Mm -hmm. Well, I I don't know. I feel like we're getting, we're, uh, you know, definitely last time I'm pretty sure one of the more common, um, critiques was just to like offer a more diverse array of things Mm -hmm. and certainly you know we're trying to put more of an emphasis on the dance component of conversations on dance and I think we're I think we're getting a little better um like certainly now I'm I feel like I have a grasp on like what's going on in the New York dance scene in general like all over not just City Ballet and EBT and Mm -hmm. whatever so I love that like we're more immersed in different dance forms and dance history. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like the next frontier for us is just like trying to get a little bit more um, outside of like the New York bubble and maybe the domestic bubble in general, totally. just to like find those like those stories, but not necessarily based in places that we're, we're like super familiar with. Yeah. Like where where is the Ragamala of Sweden or totally. like you know? <laughs> right. Right. But I think also you know. we need people to like, kind of tell us too. like, you know, hop in our DMS. If you're somewhere where really cool dance is happening and you think we would like it and we just need to know about it, like tell us and, you know, contact, give us some contact information. We've definitely gotten great suggestions from people that way. And so it's, you know, as we're trying to expand what we have our eyes on, um, any sort of help with that is awesome. And one thing that I, Michael, that I thought was so cool about this um, uh, survey was that we found that so many of our listeners travel for dance and dance festivals. Like right. performances. It, what was the percentage? It was. It, let me. I was just almost three pull quarters it or something. It's more than three quarters. Yeah, only twelve percent said they never travel to see dance. That's bonkers. I love that. Yes, incredible. We're, and we so are it's... fueling the economy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Art wasn't worth, you know, money on. Yeah. And so I think that's really um, also, I think that will also fuel us to say like, well, we do have a vast majority of our listeners reside in New York City. It's not like our, you know, it's still 15% or or no, it's more than that. Let's see. Like the plural. Yeah, it's a plurality, but it's like the plurality is nothing. Right. right. And (laughs) people are everywhere. We are still really all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And so many international too. I want to read some of the cities that we got um, internationally because I was just like, this is cool. And just like shout out all of you people that are there. Someone's in in, um, New Zealand and Wellington, Singapore. Um, Helsinki, Finland, Athens, Greece, Sydney, Australia. Um, there are a lot of Canada, which we definitely need to well, delve there, more into Canada. There was someone in Peru. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I was just thinking like, it's just like, Hong that's Kong. something that's a uh, somewhere we really like, we have not South, South America is not a continent we have explored. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah, we should also, you know, get out from being so Eurocentric as well. Like, I mean, not that we've done a lot of exploration, but like obviously ballet is very Eurocentric sure. period. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're always looking to, to branch out. So hopefully yeah. um, if we have listeners in these places, we should be catering to their needs as well. That's so um, you know, so, and I think yeah. also one thing I wanted to also kind of like bring up in terms of um just thinking about like our programming, like sometimes we accidentally end up with like just the other week we had, you know, um, Jean-Pierre Frolic, who's um, New York City Ballet. Then we had Cynthia Harvey that's ABT. And it just happened that like we had those two kind of like with parallel ish stories back to back. And a lot of it is just like scheduling with people. Right. There's, you know, especially if we're exploring a performance, then we have to talk about like where that would lie. If we have a guest that has something that they want to promote, cause we're always about like, we, you know, want to promote whatever our guests are doing if we can. And then, then there's a lot of people that like, Michael, we have like outstanding emails to like, I can't even count how many people, right. That it's like, Oh, we're going to talk about scheduling soon. Or it's just like a back right. and forth. And sometimes we talk with people's agents. Sometimes it's their PR people. So right. there is like, um, so much that goes into that. And a lot of our conversations surrounding, like increasing our diversity, not just of dance, but also of the people who we're speaking with, we are on it. It's just, sometimes there's, you know, scheduling things that happen too. So just want to kind of throw that out there too, that we're not, not everyone always works out on the way that we, you know, to schedule and to get on the podcast in the way that we right. had hoped, you know? Right. If you guys just knew what happens behind the scenes, it's not that exciting, <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it can be, you know, it's a hard thing. And also just as a reminder, this is not Rebecca and my, uh, you Full-time know, job, unfortunately. Um, yeah. We, we love it, but, um, we wish it, it was. It, yeah. Um, also so someone said, more live events. And I want to just say, okay. Yes. Why? Well, yes. Why? Well, yes. Hire us. Yep. <laughs> if, you have, if you have somewhere you want us to be, we will be there. <laughs> yeah. Connect us with the people we need to talk to. You know, we were yeah. bummer because we were getting, we had really like, when I think back about like how much we traveled for this, I was, mm. it was great. Yeah. And then it just, the and pandemic derailed it. Ugh. It's just really, yeah, it's disappointing. I mean, we're so lucky and grateful to have Vail. They're just so mm-hmm. wonderful to us. But, um, you know, we always loved doing live things and we we went a lot of different places. So yeah. um, if you have a local theater or, you know, performing arts center that you think we could bring something of value to, we're let there. us know. Yeah, Hook for us sure. Up. Yeah, we're definitely um, like not, it's not like we decided, oh, that's not a part of our, what we do anymore. That's certainly yeah. not it. It's just kind of, um, and you know, we were in talks with some things this year and then kind of fell through, you know, so it's, well, you know, s- stuff, stuff happens. Um, so hopefully, right. we, yeah. yeah, we had one exciting thing that was meant to be live. And of course, COVID tabled that, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, you know, we're, we're still, we're always looking for those opportunities and we're certainly interested. It's not like it's not on our radar. Yeah. Um, something that we, there were some, um, a number of people brought up was um, sort of maybe approaching things a more in a more journalistic way. Mm-hmm. And so we just want to talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, one thing I was thinking about is that even though, um, you know, we have, obviously we have a, 
a responsibility to our listeners. We're trying to get out a product that makes them interested and um, you know inspired or whatever. I also think that we have real considerations for our guests. Um, you know, just think in terms of some people wanting us to press people more mm-hmm. or, um, you know, dive deeper into the heavier things. Uh, I think we tend, we always want to put the guests feelings first, right? It's like, yes. um, you know, I, when I think about people that have really opened up to us about certain traumatic things, um, you know, we try to put them first and it's like, we, we will allow them a space to offer that. Like I'm just thinking of Andrea Long, like when she talked about, you know, her experiences dealing with overt racism as a student or young dancer, like that is obviously something that carries a lot of hurt and weight with it. And if she didn't want to talk about that, the rest of her career is more than worth talking about. You know, it's like she had an mm-hmm. amazing life and we want to mm-hmm. hear all about that. But it, we're also not trying to like force people to relive their individual traumas. Like, I mean, if you think about it, like how would, like we have experiences in our career that are really painful. And I don't know if the if I wasn't comfortable with the interviewer, I wouldn't want to go there. So if someone was pushing me for that, you know? So it's like, I, I think I, I like that interview was so, beautiful and touching the way she and important the way she brought that up. But if, if she didn't want to do that, I, I'm not going to press her into that. And, you know, that's a different style of, you know, I guess reporting or interviewing and, you know, and for that kind of content, I guess you're probably going to have to turn to something like the New York times more, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, we, we understand that need, but it's not necessarily going to be our MO. Right. And I think um, our speaking of MO, I think like what we're trying to do is, I mean, it's a conversations on on dance. It's just like we just want you guys to feel like you're hanging out with friends who are talking about dance. And it just Mm -hmm. it like that casual and comfortable atmosphere is really important. And a lot of times sometimes we'll get people that say, like, can we get a list of questions ahead of time? And, you know, that's sometimes we'll get that request and we always write back and say, like, we'll give you bullet points if you want, but we want it to be comfortable and casual. And a lot of times, like, we don't even look at our notes, like we make notes for questions, right. but we don't even look at them anymore, you know, because it just, we want it to feel just like a very casual flow of conversation. And just to touch on exactly what you were saying is I think some of the moments that people have shared with us things that I'm like, <gasps> like I can't believe they shared is because they just right. felt super comfortable in the situation with right. us. And and I think also that they wanted to share that, that they wanted right. to get that story out. Um, and so I think that it's important to us to make our, our guests feel comfortable because ultimately the guests it, is why you guys are turning on the podcast. You know, you want right. to hear from them and um, we want to, like we have people ask us all the time to be on the pod. They wouldn't ask us if we were asking gotcha questions and trying to make people feel uncomfortable, you know, like people right. want to come and hang out. Right. I, I mean, I remember in particular, there was a period of time where a certain company was uh, like dealing with a lot of upheaval and turmoil. And we had people ask us to not ask certain questions. And I think mm-hmm. if we had, then that just turns people off in a way that might, right. you know, then not want to participate 
Yeah. You know, and some, you know, like a lot of when we're talking with people who are still currently in the, in the industry, they're not going to tear anything apart, you know? And, and one thing we did get that was interesting yeah. was um, someone commented like more retired dancers. Cause they tend to be a little more unfiltered, which I right. loved. And that's true. Like they, feel like they can say maybe more things or speak right. more freely. And right. so um that made me think of having retired dancers on and for for a different reason kind of, you know. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, it's, so that like totally that. makes sense. And yeah. and and I think we you and I both have this like obvious connection and sensitivity towards that need and um like sort of just like a little bit of fear. Like that if you, you know, your time is so short and it's so precious most people don't want to say things um, that could potentially inhibit their performing opportunities. Um, and we're not really, especially like A as people, but B as dancers, like we yeah. don't want to be the cause of that. And, Absolutely not. Cause we know, you know, we know important people listen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like when I think about, yeah, people like your, your, your directors are literally listening. So right. I understand <laughs> If, um, you know, you don't want to say something that could, could prove controversial or ultimately affect your casting, which is a, a wholly other problematic thing and it shouldn't affect your casting, but you know, <laughs> well, I, yeah, it's like, I mean, like sports teams, like, you know, they, they have PR training, the athletes and they can't say certain things, right. you know? So it's like, it's just always going to be something that's there, but you know, like, again, this goes back to literally what made me so happy about these survey responses was that we got like half and half of everything. There were people that were like, I love how light and like effortless and fun your pod is. And then some people were like, you need to talk about difficult things. So I think that, um, you know, when the opportunity arises, it's there. And, you know, I think also like, I, I tend to like to pop on a podcast for an escape, you know, so hopefully, um, we can provide that too. And of course there are tons of, um, hard conversations to be had and they're, they are happening in certain places. And well, if- yeah. I, and I think we, we just have certain guests that are, um, directly, you know, facing these topics head on and are, are super open and, and ready to talk about it. And then some people, yeah. um, we just talk about a different journey. So do you know what I, my favorite thing hope- was What that no one complained about the audio? Yay! I was so pleased. One person even said the audio is much improved. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and it's because we we got have these amazing mics now. Mm-hmm. Shout Bruce. out to Bruce! Thank you, Bruce, <laughs> for getting us fantastic technology. I know when I listen to it now, I'm like, and even just like telling people, like, go back to listen to episode 22. I'm like, Oof, I don't know what the sound is like though back there. Right, might and be a little dark, but might be a little dark. But you know, still- oh, I want to, I want to say one other thing. So we, if you want to access our full content library of those old episodes, they're all on our website. I had for a while, I was putting our pod just like the last 50 episodes. And then so people could listen and like more easily find those old episodes on our website. And Mm -hmm. then I was realizing that it looks like we only have ever done 50 episodes. Like when you go on Apple. And so I was like, well, that doesn't, because of course we have like this huge catalog. So I archive, yeah. Archive. So I made a change where now you can get all of it again on Apple Podcasts. So if you were a subscriber during that time that I changed that, it's very possible that you downloaded a ton of episodes in one day by accident. 
Ah. I just really want to tell you that I'm very sorry about that. I didn't know that would happen. So if that did happen to you and then you unsubscribed because that seemed annoying, that was a one-time thing. And I really apologize. (laughs) So feel free to resubscribe. I won't do that again. Um, But I, so that they are all now back on Apple podcasts. They're also on our website. They're a little bit easier to search there um, and you can listen to them there as well. So I just wanted to apologize for that, you know, technology. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you really, you single-handedly have the reins of the, the tech part of this. I sure do. So, you know what? Yeah. Michael, you're the personality and the sparkle. You're the talent. <laughs> Clear for talent. Um, <laughs> no, but I, 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 you know, it's, it's nice to go through these surveys and feel like, okay, I think we've, we've, we've improved since our last survey. And I don't know, I feel like we're, we're in a good place and I just want to keep going on this journey with yeah. you and too, um, and that everyone continues to listen. And, and you know, we're always open to suggestions and we, we, we try to do, a, well, we try our best to yeah. accommodate all of them. I think um, right before we sign off, we have been getting inquiries regarding the Vail Dance Festival. So maybe we'll talk about that real fast. Yeah, it might look a little different this year, but we are, if you've seen the website, we, we conversations on dance will be present, um, but it might look a little different. I think Rebecca has some news to share with our listeners. Guys, I'm not going to be there. I'm sorry. I'm going to be giving birth literally <laughs> as the <laughs> Dance Festival is happening. Um, so we'll have like a, a three, wait, wait. Are you actually due when it's no? It's you're July like, I you would do a couple 23rd days is my due date. Yeah, so we'll okay. And okay. Vale starts on what the the twenty ninth. Ninth. Okay, so so you'll have a well, less than a week old infant to care for. Priority FaceTime but, you know, with we'll you. Forgive you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so while things are not yet finalized in terms of who we will be chatting with and those sorts of things. Um, we will definitely get on here and report back when we have that information. Um, but Mikey is going to be holding down the fort. And we might have some fun, different things going on for you. We'll see, we're, you know, we'll, we'll let you know how it all shakes out, yeah. but um, we will obviously miss Rebecca this year, but we'll, We'll you FaceTime with Rebecca and you know baby Rebecca. Cool? I was thinking <laughs> and baby Rebecca. I was thinking that um I'm gonna really look forward to listening to the pods as like an audience member and right, not hearing as, my yeah. voice. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that's I hate funny. hearing my voice. Oof. Well, who likes hearing their own voice? Yeah, it's just like true. that's just torture. It's true. Um, but so we will again. Um, everything TBD at this point, but we'll, we will be trying to get out the um, live events that happen as timely as possible as we, as we can. So know that we're here for you. We're going to be covering the Vail Dance Festival from all the, all the angles um, as much as we can. And so there will be a few little breaks in the summer, but we will keep you guys um, posted on that. So that's why we're just like, there's so much dance happening right now. And there's so much to talk about. That's why like you guys are getting a few bonus episodes here and there. We're just throwing. Right. I mean, it really is like it, it's become a struggle to actually get it all in because we keep finding or, you know, someone will approach us about something and we're like, OK, well, we'll scramble to try to make it work. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's been um, but it's been great. I mean, I just really love all the episodes we've 
released lately because the guests have been so yeah. varied and so, so fun. It's like we we really I, I I'm enjoying it. Me I hope too. you guys are all enjoying. It. I hope so too. I mean, we got such nice. Again, I just want to thank everybody who participated in it in our survey. It was so helpful, and so many of you just like everyone left such nice messages, and it just made us feel really good and warm and fuzzy. And like we always say, sometimes it feels like just talking into a void. And so it's really nice to hear from you guys. We're always, yeah. always happy to. This is, it's our version of a curtain call, the survey. <laughs> like, That's good. Otherwise we don't know if we did okay. Yeah. Is that not like so dancerish of us? Like we need notes. Please give us notes. Yeah. Give us yeah. <laughs> constructive criticism. But I think we learned a lot from it and um, it will definitely inform um, some of our decisions going forward. Like I feel like re-inspired to be looking at different guests and stuff. And and so many people requested guests. Like if you requested guests, know that we put them all on a list. Like we have them all. We just didn't want to go through all of them in case, you know, sometimes they're not going to work out because right. that happens too. So we don't want to promise anything, but we do have a great new um, list of suggested people, which is fun. And so we will be diving in, exploring it all. Sure. So everybody, you know, stay tuned. We have more great content coming for you. And we thank you all for listening to the podcast. You guys are the best. See you soon, Mikey. Ah, see you in two days. Yay. Bye. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.